breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty. Mike is out today. He'll be back with us on Monday. Coming up at uh, seven o'clock, we'll have Sheriff Steve Prater in studio, guest hosting. That should be interesting. Right now, we have uh, Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us on the uh, Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. You issued a statement that you were not going to veto the smoking ban, the lifting of the smoking um, ban in the Shreveport casinos. First off, tell us why and, and what went into making the decision. Well, the biggest uh, the biggest decision-making part of it was that uh, there are five five votes on the council to override any veto. And so it, it would not have been a successful event. Um, I have great reservations about the about the ordinance and I kind of laid those out and uh, requested that the uh, and I'll be watching what the casinos do to see whether they fulfill their part of uh, what they said they would do in the event this was passed. Did you look at the um, the casino revenues and and I mean you heard everybody say oh this has hurt our, our Shreveport casinos others say no it did not did you actually get the numbers yourself and crunch them, and what did you find? I did get the numbers uh, myself. Uh, basic, you know, my, the numbers that I gathered were the re- revenues that the city receives from both uh, both of the casinos. And uh, in the month, in the month right after the uh, the ban went into effect, which was August first of twenty twenty one. Uh, their revenues dropped about 35 percent, at least based on based on what the city was receiving from the casinos. Their revenues dropped 65, uh, dropped by 35 percent. Uh, they recovered a little bit. If you compare, the latest number I had was for March of this year. If you compare March of this year to July of 2021, when the the ban the last time the ban was not in effect, uh, they're still down about 17%. But 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 did you so check the Bossier numbers? Real... But, I mean, because they could have, all of them could be down. You know what I mean? It couldn't be just sm- attached to smoking. You follow? Yeah, but the easiest thing to do for me was to check those numbers. I, I don't, I do not think that the, the initial drop had to do with anything with smoking because nothing else had changed by then. Okay, you are going to watch the numbers, and if you don't see the numbers go up at Samstown and Bally's, what then? Uh, I may well propose the smoking ban to go back because that's where that that's where the the fallacy would be. Okay, did you meet with the American Heart Association, American Cancer Society, and all those folks to hear their side of the story before you made your decision? I did not because they made excellent presentations in front of the council and provided me with lots of written material to read. Okay. Um, do you think... I consider their viewpoint seriously, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a reformed smoker, so uh, I am uh, 
I'm not likely to get on any of the uh, get on any of the places uh, where there's uh, smoking permitted. Right now, what do you know? With have you talked to Bally's, Samstown, where they're going to allow smoking? They can allow it now in seventy five percent of the gambling areas only. Where are they going to allow it? Do you know? What they told me, and yes, I met with them. What they told me was that there were. Uh, that they're planning to have a room, not a room, but a, a, a floor of the machines because what the, the concerns that I had were as expressed in the statement. Number one, uh, are there going to be places where non-smoking employees can work in the non-smoking area? Uh, I was disappointed in that answer because uh, some of the people that receive tips are dealers and, and people who work the tables. Mm-hmm. And as of now, the tables will only be in smoking areas. They will not be in non-smoking areas. So mm-hmm. what will be in the non-smoking areas is going to be just machines. Mayor, let me tell you something, because I play a little poker, and I do play mm-hmm. at the local casinos. The poker rooms are smoke-free. They've been, they're smoke-free in Bossier. They're smoke-free in Shreveport. To, to play poker, you have to step outside the, the poker room to smoke. And so, the, so the logic of this is like you don't want these folks smoking in the poker room, but they can step right outside. Now, they're indoors still, but right outside. Right. Where, and so it, it, the logic of it to me is like you know it's not good. So I don't understand right. why they don't. And, and do you hope Bozier enacts a, a measure to do this? I, you know, I think the best thing for the community would be if, if each each side of the river would ad- adopt the same set of regulations and make the casinos non-smoking. And that, you know, you don't. I think part of the part of the problem with this one was there was no impetus left for Bozier because the the non-smoking part in Shreveport was not contingent on Bozier doing something. And uh, one of the things that I suggested in my statement is that you could make, you could do ordinances on each side that would be conditioned in, in their effectiveness on the adoption by the other side of the same set of ordinances. Um, if we're not going to have a statewide ban, which the, to me the best, the best solution yeah. because we're dealing with the health of people across the state. Uh, then it would be better if Bozier and, and Shreveport enacted the same regulatory scheme so that neither side had a comparative advantage. I have not talked to anybody at Bozier. I do not know what efforts have been made on the east side of the river to try and bring this about, but it seems to me that that's where the people who want to create non-smoking, that, that is where the pressure ought to be is on now on both sides of the river to adopt a non-smoking ordinance that so that all of the facilities are on an equal playing field. Recent trip to Destin, Florida, I saw multiple billboards on the Mississippi Gulf Coast in route. Smoke-free casino, come gamble with us. We're a smoke-free casino. Disappointed that the two Shreveport casinos didn't market that and and try to attract the gamblers who don't want to gamble among smokers. Uh, very much. I, I, if you take the, the, the statistical information, at, at least a majority, maybe as many as 75% of the customers 
at these casinos are non-smokers. And uh, based on my experience, at least my own personal viewpoint, I do not like to go where there is smoking permitted. And I would think that, that the thing to do would be to appeal to the 75% instead of to giving in to the 25%. And I, I expressed that viewpoint to, uh, to the casinos that it seemed to me that they missed a bet uh, by, by not promoting the smoke-free as something positive, particularly if you're trying to attract families. Do you anticipate bars will come forward now and go, "Hey, we want we want the same that we want this too"? I think that's a little bit of a different circumstance. They were they were they were had been under the uh, the circumstances the the same the Bossier bars. Uh, Legendary margaritas, the Oyster Bar and Grill at the corner of Line and Piermont, right under the blue awning. Look who's back to work a, a, a real full work week. Three <laughs> By day the way, work I'm week. I'm taking and... Thursday and Friday off. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. <laughs> I just got used to it. <laughs> I like having Fridays off. Like a little three day work week last Man. week for you. Nice, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, how did things are they are they in South Africa? Yes. We didn't, do, we didn't do the one oh one seven whatever yet. One oh one seven FM seven ten kill Mike and McCarty. <laughs> They're um, there? Yeah, in South Africa. It's pretty incredible. Oh, my gosh. Pretty incredible. What time Aaron, this is has it been there? A, this has been two years yeah. in the making. Mm. And, and so... People so just jumping be, on the train. What are they doing? Explain what they're doing. Uh, my, my daughter is adopting a little boy from South Africa. Oh. He was two when we started this process. L- under two, mm-hmm. he's four now. So oh, they're they're man. court. Uh, they're hopefully getting to the uh, orphanage today. Oh, gosh. and it's like one twenty-seven, twenty-six there. Okay, p.m. I think right. they're seven hours ahead of us. What are your rules with your daughter with regard to posting? I mean. You know, social media stuff. Will you be able to put pictures up of him? I know, I know it's up to mama. That's a good question. But first, my daughter does not do social media. Oh, okay. So she's not going to want, you know, it's funny because even when she was uh, coming in high school, never did Facebook because Dean and I never did that. My boys don't do it at all. Never did it. I, quite frankly, the only reason I do it is because Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're required to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, when when she was being recruited in college as a swimmer, number three recruit in the country, by the way, <laughs> I'm a dad moment. Um, one of the coaches one time when we were when they were uh, meeting and they're like, it's very interesting. She goes, one of the things we do with prospective, you know, mm-hmm. athletes is is we look up all their social media. Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of times you'll see what kind of person they really are. Mm-hmm. Because she says it's amazing these kids think nobody's going to see this. Right. Them, you know, throwing doing up. Shots. And, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and right, exactly, doing stupid things that twenty year olds do. Right. Or eighteen year olds at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, 
we couldn't find anything. I said, yeah, we don't do social media. Wow. Wow. So, um, but as far as, as them posting, there, she's just, we've got a, a, a text, a little text thing that we're okay. doing just be, between family. Okay. Nothing now, on social media. What, how long before she comes home with your I, grandbaby? It just, it just it, we're not sure. She okay. could be in country up to four months. Oh. <gasps> It's crazy. Wow. And your wife is with her? Yeah. But but my wife's coming home here in, in uh, like th- one month. Okay. Oh, so my So it's me God. and the dogs, baby. <laughs> Send food. <laughs> <laughs> we had dinner at my mom's church, and I drove by uh, Silverblot, by the way, from 70. Mm-hmm. Going to my, hey. They were closed, but yeah. Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Right. Um, And I was like, you know what? My friends know I'm home by myself. Nobody's offered to bring me casseroles. Yeah. Nobody's, you know, what What the, what? No. Need, we need to set up a, what is it, a, a food train <laughs> no, for, really. uh, no, for Mike. Yeah. I, was just, I was being silly. He's got some ramen noodles over there if you want to oh, take a couple right, packs. Oh, that's right, dude. <laughs> there, that? there are plenty. What's that bag? Is that dog food? No, that's no. <laughs> protein powder. Holy Cow, that's a big bag of protein powder. It is, but if you look on it, it's weight-gaining protein powder, which I I don't need that. (laughs) So I brought that to Ruben. (laughs) Yeah. For his uh, his teenager, who who is a a growing boy, I realized my son left that at the house when I was going through some stuff, and I went, "Ah, I need to get this out of here. My sister makes baked beans. Mm -hmm. She does. There's her like her specialty. Yeah. I think I'm gonna get a batch of those. Oh, nice. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm excited for you. I want to see the pictures. I know you probably can't can't share them, but I want to see when when they. uh, I mean, they may have hands on him right now. Uh That's what I'm thinking. It's like one thirty in the afternoon there, so I'm I'm hoping they're there, and I'm I'm hoping to get pictures. That's exciting. Well, congrats. Thank you. What happened? Friday, I, I hear we'll have to talk about that next. We got a yeah, yeah, got a news break. I, to, Steve to coming a, in trying to get my dot com slash what matters. That's W A T T matters. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty had uh, Sheriff Steve Prater in your chair for a couple of hours. He Friday. sat here in this chair. He did, yeah, mm-hmm. he did. The high sheriff, was high right sheriff was right up in there. Yeah, he had fun. Um, we talked a lot about you know crime and and uh, he he announced his run for reelection. But we, I, I did the same thing I did with Chief Wayne Smith. I asked him on on your final plate. If God says, well, here's your last meal, Sheriff Prater, that sounds like God, right? What's what's going to be what's going to be on your plate? Chicken gizzards. Ch- chicken, chicken gizzards. Chicken gizzards. Yeah. And Andy brought up frog legs too. And he said and and maybe frog legs as well. What and is it with our our local law enforcement leaders. They eat these weird things. And I said, well, what vegetable? You're going to have a vegetable on the plate? And he's like, nothing green. <laughs> nothing green. He goes, is a potato a vegetable? Yeah, I like greens. I said, yeah, potato's a vegetable, I guess. So he Is said, it a vegetable or is it a tuber? I don't know. It goes in the vegetable c- category, doesn't it? <laughs> 
but he would have a he would have a potato if he had to. He said, "I'd really just like chicken gizzards piled up." So you got one plate for Wayne Smith piled up with a hundred frog legs, and you got Sheriff Prater's plate piled up with chicken gizzards. I, I, ugh, I couldn't. And I asked him, "Where do you get chicken gizzards?" And people came out of the woodwork with chicken gizzard places. He oh says, yeah, there's a good one on North Market. He was talking about all the good chicken gizzard. Who knew? Any any chicken joint is gonna have gizzards on the menu. You can go to Popeyes and get gizzards. Maybe not Popeyes. Okay, I'm I not did sure. go to Popeyes by the way, mm-hmm. and got a family deal. So oh I could, boy, you know. Oh, you got it in the fridge. Yeah. just to save. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you you got a couple of meals Did not then. get gizzards. No gizzards. Did yeah. not get gizzards. Yeah, I'm not a gizzard fan. Never I mean, liked I, liver. I could eat frog legs, not, no. but I'm not a gizzards or a mm. liver. No. That's my mama would make liver and onions for my dad. He loved it. And we would all look at her like, have you lost your ever-loving mind? That's disgusting. Liver is what filters out the impurities. In, so you're yeah, eating no. the, all the impurities. Yeah. No, not interested. No, thank you. Yeah, but we'll eat them crawfish tails, won't we? A potato is <laughs> a starchy vegetable. Okay, yeah. Learn so, something new every so day. There you go, yeah. Oh, Lord. Chicken sure. gizzards. Okay. Chicken gizzards. <laughs> We're going to call him Chicken Gizzard Crater. Yeah. Gizzard. Sheriff Gizzard. Any 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 revelation? Any news? Any breaking? No, uh, no, nothing really. No, no big breaking news. He's he says I ain't dropping out of the race. There've been people saying if he gets a big contender, he'll drop out. He said you don't know me. You know if you think I'd drop what? out, you don't know Who, me. I wouldn't have even that's thought nuts. that. Yeah, that, people were. There were a couple people texting me that. Nah, he said that ain't happening. So. We'll, we shall see. Local economist Lauren Scott uh, was talking about... We talked about the uh, debt square. Invest in your community. Make the decision to buy local and bank local with Carter Credit Union. We're greater together. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty. Mike is out. Sheriff Steve Prater is guest hosting today. Well, glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And we are joined by Dr. Lauren Scott. Do y'all know each other, Sheriff? You and Dr. Scott? We have met, but we we don't fish together. Oh, you don't fish together. Okay. <laughs> Got a special guest host in here, Dr. Scott. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be with you. Um, the debt ceiling um, bill passed last night late in the Senate. It's passed on the House side in uh, D.C. Now the president's going to sign it. Um, I'm real worried that it's um, the the compromise they reached could be do more harm than good. You know more about it. You've been crunching it, I'm sure. What do you see in it that's dangerous? Well, um, candidly, I think uh, we all kind of knew this was going to happen. There was going to have to be a they were going to settle this before they really sent us into a crisis situation. Uh, I think Congress knew how bad it would be if we did not come up with an agreement. Uh, I uh, I think, in general, it's probably the best we could hope for uh, at this stage, given that we got two very strong uh, opinions, very strong views on both sides. Um, I think we came out with something probably as good as we could. I think it's impressive to me that we have, a, you know, that one of our Congressman down here was one of the lead negotiators in it, Garrett Graves, and I have a lot of confidence in him, as it turns out. He's really helped out the, the state a lot in his position. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still okay with what they came up with, given the circumstances they had to deal with. 
but in in the overall grand scheme of things, I worry about not my children, but my grandchildren, my great grandchildren that I have none of yet. That how is this country going to keep just raising our our you know owing more money, owing more money, never catching up, and keep spending? You're the economist in the room. Um, how do you, how do we resolve this? Well, uh, like, as you say, I have the same opinion. Normally, I would not care. I'm close enough to eternity to not have to worry about it. But I do have grandchildren. That makes me concerned. I think our, our basic issue here, uh, if you look at it, if you graph, for example, it's a piece of graph paper. People even know what graph paper is anymore. Take a piece of graph paper and graph what has happened to uh, governmental revenues and governmental spending uh, over time, say, since the 1970s. What you'll discover is our problem is not revenues. Our problem is spending. And starting in the balance out of the early 80s, during the George Bush Jr. time period, uh, we began really spending like drunken sailors and not paying much attention to the, to the, uh, to the debt, the size of the debt. And, uh, matter of fact, the president is surrounded by a group of people who believe in something called, uh, the new monetary theory, which basically says debt doesn't matter. Well, I think we've learned now that that does matter. And the way we're seeing that is it has created so much money out there in the system. Um, Milton Friedman says uh, inflation is just too much money chasing too few goods and services. We have so much money out there that is starting to show up in terms of inflation. And when you got inflation like what we're experiencing right now, the Federal Reserve has to come in and, and take serious action, and when they do that, that tends to slow the economy down. So I think in the second half of this year, first part of next year, we're going to be paying part of the price for this overspending because we're going to go into a recession, and, and people are not going to like that very much. What happens during a recession? The, the interest rates are going to go up. It's going to be harder to buy homes. It's going to be harder. It's going to be harder for the sheriff to go out and buy new patrol cars, and every, the prices of everything is going to be ridiculous. Correct? Well, I mean, the good news is the inflation rate has started coming down. The, uh, number one, interest rates have been raised. That's one of the ways that the Fed attacks inflation is by raising interest rates. And interest rates have risen quite a bit. They've risen about five full percentage points uh, since the Fed started this program. The Fed is also engaged in something called open market operations. They are taking money out of the system by going to banks and other financial institutions and selling them bonds. They're giving them something that is not money, and they're taking money away from them. They're taking money out of the system. Both of these things, are designed to slow the economy down. So what you're going to see going forward is if you sell uh, particularly durable goods, if you sell houses, uh, anything people buy on credit, appliances, television sets, uh, cars, uh, what you're going to find is that uh, the demand for those things is going to go down because people are going to get, A, worried about losing their job or they're going to lose their jobs. And when they do that, the very first thing they quit buying are durable goods. Uh, and uh, so that's the sector that's going to get hit the most. We're already seeing this, for example, in the housing sector. Housing starts are down significantly. Uh, that is something that you expect during this time period. Now, the good news for Louisiana is that we don't have a lot of durable goods manufacturing in our state. We have no car manufacturers anymore, unfortunately, for Shreveport, of course. We have no car manufacturers, you know, no appliance manufacturers. We do have wood producers, and that's going to be a little bit tough on our rural areas. 
But generally speaking, when the national economy goes into a downturn, Louisiana goes into a downturn. They go to what? It, it, we are hit much less than other states, like our neighbor Mississippi, which has two car manufacturing. If you go over to another state, Alabama, which has several car manufacturers and car components manufacturers, those are the states going to get hit really hard. Luckily for us, I think Louisiana is not going to get tapped very hard for this thing. When we get when we plunged into this recession, how long do you expect it to last? Well, uh, first of all, we've got to be careful with the word plunge because it's not going to be very deep. Uh, most most people uh, believe, and I do too, there's going to be a relatively short, relatively shallow recession. I think it's going to start in the third quarter of this year and probably last through the first quarter of next year, and then we'll come out of it and start to, to gr- start to grow again. And the reason we'll start to grow again is because the Fed will then by that time, hopefully, inflation will have got down in the neighborhood of 3%. That's for what people to watch out for here. When inflation gets down in the neighborhood of 2 to 3%, then the Fed is going to start to put putting the brakes on the economy. They're going to start backing off. No more interest rate increases. Uh, no more taking money out of the system. And then the economy will be able to start growing again. Dr. Lauren Scott, let me ask you one more thing for folks that are listening that um, that say, well, what are the what are the keys? What are some things I can do now to survive that recession? What are your top three takeaways that you you tell people you advise people today to get through a recession? You need to do these things. Well, the the main thing is if you are associated with uh, durable goods in any way, the appliance industry, the automobile industry the housing sector, that sort of thing, you need to store away your acres, okay? You, the winter winter is coming over the next three quarters, so you need to be storing your acres so that you can get through it, okay? Uh, I would be cautious in spending, especially long-range spending right now, uh, because, again, we, we believe there's going to be a recession. We believe it's going to be short and shallow, but, you know, the future is uncertain. Uh, I always tell people that forecasting is very easy, unless you're talking about the future, and then mm-hmm. it gets tough. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would think that, that those are the kind of the two key things I would watch out for. Uh, and then thirdly, I wouldn't get too – don't get too worried. Don't get too worried. Again, I don't think this is going to be – I don't think it's going to hit Louisiana very hard. I don't really think it's going to hit Shreveport all that hard. Um, and also Shreveport is – Part of the reason I think Louisiana is going to do okay during this thing is not only because we have pure durable goods, but, but some of the areas of the state are still recovering from the COVID shutdown. And Shreveport is one of those, one of those areas. Shreveport is, the last I looked, about 82% recovered from what it was, the, the hit it took in the March of 2020. And I think just the, just the rec- Expect intriguing mystery. Expect the undetectives. Start streaming today at Redbox.com. Oh my! One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kio, Mike and McCarty. Oh, 
Oh, I just got Aaron. Aaron. You you you're getting pictures. <sighs> Micah is sending me pictures. <gasps> Your oh, your grandbaby. Oh my gosh. This is just incredible. Oh, I wish you could share. <laughs> just I incredible. Wish, wow. Yeah, wow. Sorry. Yeah. I, I I don't mean to. He is four now. Four. Well, yeah. And you guys are going to call him Roman? Roman. Oh, that's, that's his, awesome. Yeah. And mama got her hands on him today <sighs> and beautiful pictures of him. And daddy was, uh, grandpa was tearing up. What are you going to be? Are you going to be Gramps? I don't know yet. You know, you just have to kind of wait and see. See what he yeah, calls you? They, they, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So. I'm hoping she doesn't have to go so long that you get to get your hands on him, too, here pretty soon. <laughs> wow. Because I'm sure Grandma's gotten, you know, getting him all comfy, too. Oh, That's so wow. cool. So exciting. Well, so how was, how, how was your weekend? Um, your, your first yeah nest the empty empty, empty nest nesting. weekend yeah i had to put the dang garbage out last night you had to do it yourself <laughs> do it myself which but was for weird. you what is that eight steps yeah in your complex it's there 20 steps come on now get with the program <laughs> and it you know and it's sunday evening you put it out and what i did was instead of taking my whole big garbage can down uh, sorry neighbors if if i did this i'm sorry I was, I only had one little bag of trash, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of stuff. So I just put it in somebody else's can. I lifted their lid up and I went, oh, they got a little what? room. So I'll put it in their can <laughs> instead of leaving the bag out or dragging my big garbage can out there. Is there something wrong with that? I'm I, conserving energy on the garbage truck. I'm, sh- I'm sure someone can find something wrong with that. Yes. <laughs> really? Is that bad? I'm in, I'm publicly admitting I did it, and I probably shouldn't do it again. I guess, but you know, I thought, well, I don't want to drag my can down there. There's another can already out. I'll just put my little bag in there. Okay. So that brings up another question. I walked a dog's well now dog mm-hmm. in the evening, um, and I always pick up the mess. Okay, right. I keep bags. I always pick up the mess mm-hmm. in, in other people's in yards. I never leave their mess. Yeah. But here's the question: Is it improper to drop it in somebody else's can? Like if there's mm-hmm. a if there's a trash can on the street, I just oop, it's okay it to do it if it's pre pickup. What does that mean? If it's before oh, they okay, pick it up. You. Right. Yeah. If it's on the street. Yeah. You don't want them dragging that and can it's back with I your dog. I tie the bag. Yeah. It's, it's sealed. It's mm-hmm. it's not. It, it isn't. Yeah. If if it's getting ready to go back to their house with your poop you in it. No. That. No. Right. Do that. No, no. Yeah. I get that. Absolutely I get that. not. I think that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. Well, let me know if I'm wrong. I I think it's okay. I'm not stop doing it. But hope let no me one know. Gets, if... Hope no one shoots you for that. But. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's okay. I'm the my my issue has been with the dog. I don't know. We got to take you with your next barn, dominium, or shop build. Call today three one eight four six nine four eight four three. We got you covered. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. So, uh, one of my favorite things is when Ruben after when after we get off the air, mm-hmm. and he and and he goes and grabs it like a little breakfast or whatever. But when he comes back in, Ruben, what do you say? 
what I miss. What, what I miss. <laughs> and nothing ever happens no, between nine, no. 9 and 945. Aaron and I are just yeah. sitting here working on our on our post and working on, you know, the, the, the show for tomorrow and that shopping kind of thing. To do, yeah. Usually not even talking sometimes. <laughs> so you don't miss a thing. No, you rarely miss a thing. <laughs> but that's how I feel when I come back and I go, what I miss. Right, exactly. What, what I miss. I'm trying to think if Steve there was. Steve Prater came in. Yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. He was here for two hours. He, uh, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about, you know, his campaign and, um, he talked a little bit about his 11 point plan that he's proposed yes. a few years ago. Yes. Almost had to hit the button a couple of times while he was getting into yeah, that. Yeah, because he, he said, <laughs> oh, really? You remember his famous quote from Keel from a few years back when he said, that's enough to piss a feller off. <laughs> He got he got to that stage. He was there. He yeah. got there again. Oh, oh! Yeah. So the the sheriff got pibbed. He did. He pibbed up a little bit on a couple of things, and um, he went off on it. He, you know, he said we we really have to, you know, we have to all come together. We can't have any infighting among any of the agencies. He did. I did ask him a story about because you were around when he was sergeant for SPD. Oh yeah, and got I, promoted from sergeant to police chief. I remember by that. Hazel Beard, right? So we went through that story because I'd really never heard it, and I and I asked him how how'd that go once you're chief and you bumped over you know all these people, lieutenants and assistant chiefs and you know everybody majors and all that above you, you got bumped up above all those folks, and he said, well, I, I had to fire a few people. <laughs> and he said, and I, and I had to a change. Few resentful, the, yeah, uh, yeah, I had to get rid of a few people. He said, and and the other thing was he, and this was pretty cool. He said, you know, I had to learn budgeting real quick, you know, because oh, I mean, yeah. as a police yeah. sergeant, that's not in your wheelhouse, and so he had to learn that, you know, in a, in a rapid way. And he said, so he he hunkered down and learned how to do it. But I thought. I'd never really heard him talk about, you know, how you go from sergeant. He said he brought fresh ideas in. He brought uh, new things that the the city police department should be doing. And he says he's been doing that in the sheriff's office, too. Anything innovative he's been trying to work on. You know, I'm sure that was an unorthodox call on the mayor's part at that time. Oh, uh, To bring huge. a sergeant all the way up to chief. Yes. But it was obviously the right call. It was the she right call. She saw something that that probably a lot of people didn't see at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm not. Maybe I'm. We had gone through. I believe we had gone through the Gruber years. I believe. And maybe I'm. Maybe I'm mixing the timeline up. But that caused a lot of uh, of tension in the department when you brought an outsider in. Who I remember that he made a yes. lot of changes and and um, was real tough on his officers. But yet he had a lot of missteps himself. You know, he actually mm-hmm. got into a physical fight with an officer. I think at one point he went into a women's bathroom by mistake in a local restaurant and got caught doing that because he had be been an issue today. He'd been drinking too much or something. I don't know, but um, you know that was a that was a tumultuous time for the department. And mm-hmm. um, you know, Steve was a big change. It was a change that was needed, and I would say most people would agree he did a pretty good job as police chief. And then decided to run for sheriff. Been mm-hmm. sheriff what over twenty plus years. Yeah. Yeah. So he was fun to have in. It was interesting. I'd be interested to get his perspective on the difference between being police chief of the city mm-hmm. and then being sheriff. Oh, because yeah. Because those are completely different worlds. 
Oh, yeah. And as, as, as police yeah. chief, you as, answer to the city council, you yeah. answer to the, you the, know, mayor, the mayor. CAO, and, absolutely. And as sheriff, you're the king. I mean, you're the, you're, you, yeah. people do what you say. Now, but he's also in a pickle right now because you also have to work with others. You know, and you, and you, if you're in a feud with the district attorney, let's just say that were happening, you got to try to work that out. You got to try to work that out. You got to try to, as grown men, that's a hypothetical situation. Oh yeah, if sure, that were right. if that were if happening, that were happening right. um, you need to try to figure out what do I, what can I do to help solve this? Uh, we don't get along. We don't see eye to eye. Um, philosophically, we have major differences. Um, we want to keep pr- criminals in jail, and right, mm-hmm. we have to figure out how to do what's best for the community. Not not what's best for my political future. And for politicians, that is so hard to do, Mike. So hard to do. They always look at what's best for my political future right. as opposed to what's best for my community. Which so. is why you, when you see a lame duck can, you know, a politician that's not worried about being reelected, mm-hmm. then their true colors, Governor Edwards, start to come out. Yes, absolutely. When they're and not concerned about the voting booth anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about it. You can be anti-death penalty all you want. Yeah. You can, you can, you can come out with stances on things that you, you've been kind of hiding mm-hmm. for a while. So. Uh, we'll see, but he was, it was great to have him in. And, you know, if, if he, uh, if he does have a, an opponent who shows up who's a, a, a viable candidate, obviously we'll make time for that person too. No doubt about it. Now, and, and of course you're referring to Whitehorn. Mm-hmm. That Henry was, Whitehorn. Uh, it was, it was announced that he's running. He didn't announce yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you reached out to him last week or a week, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. he said, uh, well, first, I don't think, has he gotten back to you at all? No, he hadn't. I'm still waiting. Maybe he'll call me but today. But the word is that it, it'll be uh, July. That's what I'm hearing. Before he yeah. announces whether or not he's running. But he was introduced to other people at a gathering uh, as the next sheriff of Caddo Parish. A couple of people introduced him to other people. I don't Just think they walking did it. around the room. Yeah, Just they saying, didn't do hey, it from oh, a podium. Or, or, yeah. Hey, I want you to meet somebody. This will be the next sheriff of Caddo right, Parish. Yeah. right. So that's kind of what happened. Because Theron Jackson, when uh, I wrote that a couple weeks ago, and he reached out to me and said, "Look, I didn't speak at that event." Right, right. Um, no, but he know. didn't deny introducing him as such. R- well, right. <laughs> Correct. I didn't speak at the event. <laughs> okay. And I and I went back and reread the story, and I didn't say that he did speak at the event. Mm-hmm. Just that uh, he was one that introduced. Whitehorn, I mean, you know, to others. Right, exactly. So it's, it's all if, semantics. If, if Whitehorn gets in, I mean, that'll be a that'll be a formidable race. He'll have an issue with fundraisers because I know Sheriff Prater had a monster fundraiser uh, last, I think it was Friday night, a monster fundraiser where he was supposed to bring in thousands and thousands of dollars. I was not there. I don't know, but I understand it was a free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I'm Happy a little Monday. I'm a little bit upset. Yes. Um, because with the sheriff at the end of the show Friday, if you remember, Ruben, um, 
we were talking about i've got a cruise coming up and yeah, when is that by the way um October? later this fall we're not going to give the exact dates yet but um we we um he told me don't go he said don't go you're going to want to jump off the boat you're not going to be old <laughs> you're not going to want to be hemmed up he doesn't um, like being hemmed up he, he said he said i don't do it uh <laughs> you need to cancel that trip now <laughs> I wanted to reach over and pop him in the head, except I might get arrested for that, right? Oh, you, you didn't throw something at him like you I, did me? I thought about it. <laughs> and then I asked him, I said, well, look, I, what, he gave me another solution. So I, I need advice from cruisers uh, on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Send me a message about if you are a little bit claustrophobic, do you have an issue when you're on a cruise ship? I'm, I, I didn't think I would, but now when he told me that... He's like, you can't get off. You you know, they'll have to have a helicopter come right. out there and get you. If you get if you if feel you like you're hemmed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said you just can't jump in the water and swim to shore. It doesn't work like that. And then I asked him, I said, Well, should I get the um the alcohol package? Do you know what the sheriff said to me? <laughs> <laughs> you remember this, Ruben, don't you? Of course I remember this. <laughs> he said because I said, you know, it's fifty nine dollars a day to get the all you can drink package 59 bucks a day okay and i'm like i don't See, drink I that much money. yeah i don't drink enough he said here's what you do he said you pay that and then you steal enough alcohol to take home with you <laughs> he said bring catheter bags <laughs> and just get a say i want a tall iced tea glass of bailey's and you go pour that into your <laughs> bailey's catheter bag then you go back and you get rum just give me an iced tea glass of rum no ice you take it back to your room you pour that in your rum catheter bag he said and then you load up with alcohol you just keep doing that every every, every day meal. Yeah. yeah every you get a big old and then you come home with a ton of alcohol that you will never have to buy alcohol again that's what the sheriff said to do and it ain't stealing because you paid for it right well you buy no do you though you pay for as much as you can drink. That's right. like saying, okay, the salt at the restaurant is free. You don't just load all your salt from the shaker into a <laughs> into little, little Ziploc bag. <laughs> that's that's not the you know the toilet paper in the in the hotel room. Yeah, it's there for your use, but you don't just stuff the roll. Well, maybe people. Yes, do. you do. I don't. Oh, <laughs> Who <come> doesn't? <laughs> Ruben does. Oh God! They okay. don't take the towels, but you know. Well, okay, then one. Why not? They're there for your use. Well, they're reusable for everybody else. Well, so are the light bulbs. But do I'll you take, take the light no, bulbs? No, I don't take the light bulbs. But Kleenex and toilet paper's coming with me, baby. Okay, I've never been on a cruise. I think I would enjoy a cruise. Yeah. But but for two things for what? me, I get motion sickness. <gasps> oh yeah. And and the ship would have to be so big. Mm-hmm. Now, but then, and then I would get one of those Poseidon Adventure waves. They had one last week. Yeah, they had exactly. a cruise ship out there rocking and rolling, and people were getting sick. That worried me. And then we got the sheriff telling me, "Oh no, you don't want to be hemmed up. Don't and, do it." And the other thing for me, and I couldn't care less. It's not COVID. That's not what I'm worried about. But it's all the other crap that's out there that oh, people yeah. have. Oh, the germs. Yeah, they say it's a floating petri dish. Ugh. Yeah. And that would concern me more than, you uh, know. I'm going to stay in the pool and you, in How the many casino. times have you heard about somebody got sick and, you know, some kind of, yeah. some I don't know, stomach flu and then the whole ship 
freaking got it. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. But I, I'm going. But but that may be the, the extreme. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many thousands of people go on cruises every day and don't have an issue? Right. You know, exactly. That's... Exactly. Just just tell the, the sheriff to have his helicopter on standby <laughs> for when I need to be plucked off the ship because right. I got him. I don't up. think that's going to be an issue for you. I don't think the sheriff has a helicopter either, by the way. But I'm just curious. Maybe John Bell Edwards will send a helicopter for me. I'm sure. He's, he's such fans of ours. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a chopper. Oh, I'm, it's not going to happen. I'm going to have a ball. And, uh, you know, if I want to drink a drink, I'll buy my own drinks each day as I, as I go. That's, I'm not going to. Because yeah. I was thinking about smuggling alcohol onto the ship. Okay, so how long of a cruise is it? It's, I it's mean, how 10 many days. days? 10 days. Well, mm-hmm. you're looking at 600 bucks then right, for your exactly. drink package. No. And, and I was looking at the ways you can smuggle it onto the ship. <laughs> Do you know they make feminine products that are that? Are that? That are little flasks. Oh no! Wait, what? <laughs> yes. What? I'm not going to go any deep. But I, but then I realized they're going to look at me and go, "Wait a minute! <laughs> you don't need those." <laughs> <laughs> so they look like feminine products. Yes. So, but they hold a shot or two but, of uh, whiskey. But also, there there are a lot of those. There are a lot of you know hide a drink type things. There's umbrellas. Uh, I think there's even neckties. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> I'm thinking a shampoo bottle might neckties, work. I'm thinking though. a big old shampoo bottle would work good, too. They're not going to go in there and look well, at my I shampoo. Think with liquids nowadays, they check all that stuff, don't they? Oh, they just check if it's liquid or not in their little scanner. Don't ruin my trip. You and the sh- Be listening Saturday morning, 8 till 9 on 1017 FM, 710 Keel, or by downloading the free Keel app. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. We were on our way last week. I was taking a uh, taking. That's why I took Friday off. Uh, I was taking Dina over to Texas, and my son calls. Mm-hmm. He's he he's still in uh, Hawaii. He lives on Oahu. We're driving down I twenty, heading west on the interstate in Louisiana. No, in mm-hmm. Texas. Okay. And and so we talked to him for a little while, getting an update. He's he's coming back home uh, during this summer. Very excited. So we hang up, and I, and I look at my wife, and I said, "Okay, I know. We've you know we we've lived a while, we've seen a lot, but I'm still amazed, Aaron, at the fact that we're in a or a truck driving down the highway." And I can talk to my son, who lives, what, 3,000 miles away on a right. tiny island in the Pacific. Exactly. And this morning, you're FaceTiming I'm with South Africa. videoing with my daughter in South Africa. I can see her and, and see my new little grandson. Mm-hmm. That's just amazing. It It is amazing. It and really people are is. like, well, big deal. Well, no. Take time and, and, and go, Wow. Yeah. What an amazing time in which we live. We have lived I'm through... I'm still amazed at this. ...the biggest advances in technology and in 
everything. Our generation has lived through so much because we remember the old phones. We oh, remember, well, sure. Yeah, we remember typewriters. We remember when you had, you know, you wrote your notes in school. The advancement in technology has exploded and gone so fast, so far, so fast. It's just almost mind-boggling. It and really if you stop is. and think about it, but it's just fascinating. It really is. It's it's incredible. And, and there are going to be those that go, yeah, especially younger ones. And no, no, no kidding. But you don't you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You don't appreciate. No, appreciate it. Yes, it's it, it's an amazing amazing time and it and it changes the world i mean it really does it changes how I, we I see just, things it, it was just a moment i had when we the last thursday and i was like this is incredible and i and like he said just this morning my daughter facetimed me and it's just like this is amazing anyway i mm-hmm. I, I nothing else other than the fact that custom exteriors for more information look online sbccustoms.com sbccustoms.com One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I'm getting lambasted on the message board, by the way, but you, yeah, you... that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all the cruise advice. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to do fine on the cruise. And I only the most I'll drink is three drinks a day. So I'm I'm not a big drinker. So I'll be all right too. I got a message from a friend the other day, and I think it's one of those memes that's just going crazy. And I'm going to change it from three to five. But if you were to, I can pick you up right now, and I can take you to Pizza King. On Kings Highway that oh doesn't doesn't exist anymore. We used to love Pizza King. I know, and you're going to walk in, and 18 year old Mike Martindale is sitting there. Okay, you can tell him five words. That's all. Oh and gosh. Then, then you disappear. You never see him again. What would you tell him? I'll give you a minute. Yeah, I'd have to because of five uh, words. Because a friend of mine put this up, and she she put up three words. And she says, don't get married. (laughs) Wow. I like that. Um, There are others that are, um, they're kind of cool. Best year's coming. Going to be wild. Um, There's a lot of things that different people have put up. I'm trying to think what I would say to my 18-year-old self. And it's hard. Because if you could turn back the clock and say... I think I would say something about take care, take better care of yourself. That, Aaron, that's funny because I'm like, watch your sugar intake or yeah. don't stop exercising. Right. Something like that would be on that my would be, list. Yeah. That would be big. Don't stop exercising. Because when I was 18, I was a big time, you know, I was involved in all kind of stuff. What would you do, Ruben? Uh, five words. Yeah, let's go five. Stop doing stupid beep dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I had to throw dummy at the end to make it five. But you haven't stopped yet. I know. <laughs> that's that's why that's the problem. I I, I remember uh, when I was on the air uh, at a another station, and I I was on the air from three to seven p.m. Mm-hmm. The afternoon drive. Yeah, I'd get off the air at seven. That's back when you were doing live radio. Sure, and you were in the control room the whole time. Right. 
and I'd go straight to Quirby's. And I played tennis almost every night until close to 10 p.m. Wow. Every night. And you couldn't do that today. I couldn't. It, and, and it I, would tear I you up. tennis. Right. But, but you get, you know... You get involved in mm-hmm. life. Yes, you get married. You have kids. You yeah. things change, and it, it. I always remember my mother in my in my head when I whenever I would talk to her on the phone as she got older, and I was in my twenties or thirties. She would always say at the end of our conversation, "You know, I love you, but I want you to take care of yourself." That's how she ended every conversation. Yeah. Please take care of yourself. And I, you know, it was like, oh, in one ear, out one ear. Never realized uh, how serious she was about right, it. Right, right. But she had been through, you know, some some health issues, too, that weren't nothing major, but little things here and there. She had a weight issue as well. And I know she always meant for me to keep doing what I was doing, but I didn't hear that. Right. I didn't hear it. Yeah. And I just heard mom, blah, 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 blah. You know, Charlie mom. Brown. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what I would tell my 18-year-old self, something like that. Like, please keep doing what you're doing now. Don't ever stop or something like that. I don't know if I could pin it In down. In regards to, to your health. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not, yeah. No, like, not, not, <laughs> don't stop not, shooting not tequila. Those, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't, there was some 18 year old years for me that were, you know, stop sneaking into bars. I can't even tell you about a New Year's Eve I had one year. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I'll tell, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tell you this story either. This was my moment with my dad. That- Call 1-800-647-2328 for details about credit costs and terms. Interest will accrue during 90 day deferral period. Federally insured by NCUA. CBMCU.org for contest details. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. You say you had a scam I Friday? Got, I got, got I got hit by another scammer Friday. Um they keep diving into my DMs and I'm so hip. I know they dive into my DMs, dive, whatever that means. Yeah, slide into your DMs. Slide, is that slide into my DMs? Is, is that is what it, I'm supposed to say? I think you slide into the DMs. And they want to know how how are you? How are you, cutie? See, that's just so creepy. It's very creepy. And it's people that I have friended on Facebook because I typically don't turn anyone away. And Ruben is saying that it is, um, they come after women who have single listed in their profile. Correct. That's who oh, they yeah, go after. We talked about yeah. that last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Thursday. I, I think. keep getting them. And I was looking at romance scam alerts. And do you know, $1.3 billion. <sighs> Is lost wow. every year to romance scammers. The average amount of money that people give to these scammers is about five grand. Five grand they scam out of you. And they're so sweet in the beginning. They just introduce themselves. They have these beautiful, they look so sexy. They're good looking men. And women fall victim to them. And I was doing some research over the weekend and it really is. Women who are single, who are looking for love, who may go on dating websites too. They may get you there. It's not just social Mm -hmm. media. Mm -hmm. They may get you on the dating websites, but they will work their way into your life 
in a way that you think you're now in a relationship. See, that's just well, I, I, I can't be judgmental because and I know, I know, and I and I'm thankful I have not fallen for it. I just delete them. But they also are scamming three or four other women at the same time. Right. You, if you have, here's the thing. The FBI says, if you have not met the person in person, do not give them money. Do well, not even give them your time. Just, yes. It's just, no. Don't even engage. Exactly. There are way better places to meet someone here in the local community because you know where most of these are? The largest majority of the scammers, I was shocked when I found out, they're in Nigeria. It is a big business there. They have competing businesses to see which business can get more money. Wow. They have office Scamming space. People. Yes. They have office space that you report to work, and that's what you do. And they go after single women, Amazing. typically older women, because those folks have more money. Well, and there's a story on keelnews.com that they're also scamming grieving people. Yes. That's so sad. It's that, that's there's a special a, place in hell yeah. for people like this. They are finding out who works at a funeral home, the names of those people, and then they're calling you after you've lost a loved one to tell you, hey, I'm planning your funeral for your loved one. You need to give me the information so we can process the payment and we can move forward. And they're using a real name. Of 535 Yuri Drive next to the shops at Bellmead for a free fitting and test walk to learn more about how the Good Feet store can help you find relief. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh Cato Parish Commissioner Roy Burrell joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for uh, talking with us this morning. Metropolitan Planning Commission last week held a forum uh, basically allowing uh, the group Allendale Strong to express their concerns about the I-49 connector. Although, does the MPC actually have anything to do with this? Do you think that was the kind of a, the correct forum for this? Well, I, I, I question it. Uh, you know... Uh, I think the MPC. I, I'm glad that they are interested in in uh, uh, land use, but that is, from, from what I understand, over the 25 years that I've been in public service, that the MPC deals with uh, land use, and uh, maybe indirectly. I, 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 but I don't see a clear connection there. Uh, I will be asking them uh, about that. I may have them to come before the commission and. and, and why were they? Uh, why did they feel that they were formed for this? Do you, don't you think the decision is kind of out of the local hands on the inner city connector now? Am I wrong to to say that? I think the actual decision in uh, for it to move forward is out of the hands of of, of, of locals. Although we have a, a very important role and continue to try to uh, advocate for it. Um, I, you know, I've talked with a number of people, including the uh, 
the former Secretary of Transportation, Sean Wilson, and 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 uh, he was here about a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he, and and the question was posed to him, why uh, you know his position on I forty nine, and uh, he said, well, until you all can get your stuff together here, then uh, I'm sure that they're not going to move forward. Because Lafayette has a similar situation, but he said that they are working to correct theirs. And what really bothers me more so is the fact that if a whole city in which is going through the, you know, the actual city itself, and they have a heck of a lot more uh, uh, historical sites than we do, and they can resolve their problem, but we can't resolve one for just one small neighborhood who should not have built there in the first place because um, they were forewarned. Mm-hmm. Uh, this. You know, this took place back there uh, when I was with Bo Williams. We started this back then. Yeah. And that's back in, in, in the late 90s. And there was no houses built there until uh, after 2005. So it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, to me. So when when uh, Mr. Will, uh, uh, Wilson said we need to get our stuff together, what is he referring to if it's not in our hands anymore? What do, what do we need well, to get again, together? Well, all, although it is not in our hands, but but I've seen enough of this to know the process uh, to know that if there are still people who are opposing it, and you have and you have political positions out there to uh, uh, to, to to possibly stop that is anti-interstate folks, and you have a number of organizations now. That is what. Uh, Cedric Glover tapped into uh, uh, to try to oppose this, and and he's been the only mayor since Mayor Bo Williams, which includes uh, Mayor Bo Williams, Keith Hightower, Ollie Tyler, um, uh, our recent mayor um, Adrian Perkins, Perkins. yeah, and then and now Arsenal all support this, plus our our legislative delegation except. And and if you go back and look, it was during his administration that they put all these houses in the path of mm-hmm. I-49. Roy, excuse well, me, Mr. Burrell, I'm sorry if we, we go back go a minute. Um, there's a lot of folks that have, that have said, and, and I want you to really cut to the chase if you don't mind, that doing this, putting this inner city connector through Allendale will hurt development in Allendale. What development is happening in Allendale? Well, I'm glad you asked the question. As I, as I did my research, there has not been a house built in Allendale since the late 70s or the late 60s. Uh, they call them 235 homes. That, uh, that was the last time something was built there until after Hurricane Katrina. So there is no development. And let me, and, and let me say this, too. Everybody talk about the 3.6 miles. There's only about one and a half or one point three miles of developed area. Everything else is is, uh, is open space. It, it, it's um, inundated property that can be switched out. So let's stop talking about three point six. We're only talking about maybe one point three. Could it also bring? Be, could it? Could this freeway, if we finished it, could it also bring good things to Allendale in terms of some development? A great exit to get to downtown, where things might start developing. Well, it, it, it surely can. And, and I want the people, too, in Allendale know that I have them at heart. That's the reason why I picked up the project to, to try to hopefully uh, get the project through there. But, but, but we, can, 
we can have the interstate as well as uh, uh, a good development where it won't where it won't cut the people from Lakeside Allendale off from, from downtown. They're talking about this will set up a barrier. No, it's just it's just like the Red River. Let's let's not look at the Red River as a divider. Let's look at it as something that can actually bring us together. If it's done properly, and I'm and I'm putting that as a caveat, I will not support anything. Personally, I will not support anything unless it is designed properly. And putting five hundred million dollars into a into a, 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 a neighborhood like Allendale uh, and looking at an eight hundred thirty-four million dollar annual uh, economic impact, it can't do nothing but help. Well, especially when you look at economic impact to an area, it, it, we've got two sections of a federal interstate that are not connected together that go basically no place. Could eminent domain be something that could be implemented at some point when you're looking at the collective good for the masses as opposed to a, a smaller area? I think it can, but at the same time, you know, that's a bad word. So I don't use it. Uh, because when you talk about eminent domain, you're talking about taking people's property. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not for that. Uh, I think that there's a way in which we can, we can, we can get around that if we can just, uh, uh, uh work with, the, work with the people and, and, and try to get them to understand this is for the, the common good. What about the loop it approach that people have talked about that we just use 220, you know, when people are coming in from the north or south and they go around the city? That you don't agree with that completely, right? Uh, the Lupin approach is, is, a, is really a non-starter. If you go back and, and, and research it, uh, and I think it's also in the study, it costs a heck of a lot more to try to, to, try to put this uh, 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 interstate around the city than it is to just go through. If you really look at the numbers, they would have to go back and and and, uh, and Take take that forty five miles out our curve out of you know out of uh, that loop which is which is close to I twenty where you, where I twenty comes into I two twenty they're going to they're have to uh, redo all of the the exit uh, around there and according to the study they said that that it, that it that is really prohibited and then if you and, and the other thing that I I remember uh, 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 <laughs> Mr. Glover proposed was to allow it to go to I-20, then go west all the way out to I-220, then curve around. That is stupid as I can, I, I, I can't even say how stupid that appears. Are you worried that uh, this administration, the Biden administration, will never let this section of freeway be built? No, I don't. And I really think that, that uh, uh, Governor Edwards ha- has uh, a lot to do with it because, uh uh, although I supported him, uh, he campaigned on it. When he came to Shreveport, he campaigned on putting, uh, completing this section. And I'm kind of wondering where that support is going. That's the reason why I kind of question, you know, uh, you know, whether or not uh, there are people who really want to take the money that we have already set aside in the account, the, the, the I-49 North account, which is $7.5 million that goes into that account every year, mm-hmm. and try to shift it all down to uh, South Louisiana. We better be cautious. Mm-hmm. North Louisiana doesn't get its share in the first place. <laughs> and let me tell you, there are people that's looking at their chops. They're looking at their chops. 
to get any money that's coming up here down there. That's including the hundred million dollars. That's including the seven point five million dollars that's supposed to be accumulating yeah. in the I forty nine North account. You pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty, thank you, uh, Roy Burrell, for talking with us this morning. Mm-hmm. Got some text uh, got from some... the Allendale Strong folks. I'm just gonna give read a couple of these. Uh, the Fed stopped the project in ninety six and suggested that we use the loop it if it ever comes up again. Um they sent me pictures of some of the homes that have been uh built in the area. Loop it and unite our city. Fix 3132 now. How does the commissioner propose that we get dollars for 3132? Um, what about the wetlands that stopped it in 96? There are lots of other issues with regard to the freeway. And I, I'm just saying that we've planned this for 30 years. Yeah. It, it's- and the rest of the freeways built. That's that's what I'm saying. We've got two sections of federal interstate that are not joined together mm-hmm. because of a three mile section. Right. And 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 it only you know if if you're telling me that Allendale will be booming without this freeway, I got a bridge I want to sell to you. You know it's not going to be booming. I mean, let's be honest with you. Maybe they've built some homes. Maybe Community Renewal has built some homes. They probably, like Mr. Burrell said, they probably should not have. That was that was what I was. Why did they build those homes there? I they're knowing that this project had already been in the works. There are a lot of people that will say there was an ulterior motive to that. I don't know that. I cannot prove that. I'm just telling you that. Allendale is not booming without that freeway. There are not developments moving in. If the freeway comes, perhaps there is a chance. Perhaps there's not a chance. I'm willing to agree to that too. But at least there might be a chance that Allendale could see some development. That'll be the quickest way to get to the new Amazon plant. Mm -hmm. That'll be a quick way to get to downtown. For all the folks in North Bossier, that'll be the way to get to our our community hospital and to much of South Shreveport. So it could help Allendale a lot. Folks don't want to hear that. They don't want to believe that. They think it's just going to divide the city. And they point to I-49 when it came through Cedar Grove, that it just cut off the west side of town from the east. And now look, east is booming and west is drained. I, I think it's different in Allendale. I think it's a different uh, animal. And I am I may be wrong, but I think we're making a huge mistake if we try to loop it or a business boulevard, whatever they have talked about, would be a big mistake as well. Um, that's my two cents. And I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I think we... 707-0502 or visit com. That's L-E-N-A-I-R-E.com.
1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty and Aaron. I, I, <laughs> I, I can't stop looking at these pictures. I know. My I daughter know. sent me uh, 6 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, we were on the air and, and uh, she's in South Africa. She's in Johannesburg mm-hmm. uh, adopting a, a little boy from South Africa. And uh, it's seven hours earlier there. Is that right? Seven hours later. So it's like one or two in the us. afternoon. They're ahead of us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like two or three in the afternoon. Now. Right. And she's got him and with I, her. And I said at that point earlier this morning, I said, well, it's it's one one thirty or whatever it was at that time. I said, I'm hoping to get pictures because mm-hmm. she was going to the orphanage today. And uh, and she sent me the first picture. And it was just he's 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 inches from her face with his hand on her face and their eye to eye look in that's just smiling i just i just started crying i can't stop looking at these pictures this is your first grandbaby and she yes and she and she sent she facetimed me while we were (laughs) on the air and she had him at her house where she's so she says he's he's i said so you you she's got she's got an airbnb there and he's there she says, "Yeah, they, they, she doesn't have to take him back to the orphanage." Wow! And the, so now she still has a, to go through a court. She's got to go through the court process, which is a couple or a week or so away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, and man. then how soon does she have him back here? It's it's going to be at least three four months. Wow! Yeah, it's crazy, crazy That's nuts. But you'll be able to talk to the, him the, and the, see you know, him. Foreign, anytime you're dealing with a foreign government, you know, you can't apply our rules. Right, right. And so they, they do their own thing. They want to make sure he's in good hands and is well taken care of. Well, that of was and, all done before. Yeah, but I guess you, they you want to see the him process. together. I'm sure they want to see him together and make yeah, sure he's well, adjusted to her. I, I think they want to keep getting that yeah, getting yeah. that American dollarinos. American money while she's renting that Airbnb and yeah. eating and spending time there. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> That's exciting, Thank though. You. He's adorable. Thank you. It's just and your wife's surreal. there with her. It's surreal. Dean's yeah. down there with her. Yeah, oh, she's there. Man. She's there as well. She'll only be there about a month. And then she'll have to come back. Golly. So, the grandparents I know, here with my y'all. That's so cool. Life changing. It's it's uh yeah, and my son's coming back too. Oh nice. This this summer. He's moving back from Hawaii. What did she call you? She called you Happy Pappy? Happy yeah. Happy Pappy. Yeah. Happy Pappy. We'll see what the youngster wants to call you. Right. That's what you'll end up being, I bet. We'll see. Mm, that's exciting anyway. news. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. It's just it's uh it's surreal. It, it tells. Service with a purpose by Kubota in Bossier City, Ruston, and Monroe. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike M McCarty. Thank you uh, to uh, Sheriff Steve Prater for uh, stepping in last Friday mm-hmm. while I was out of uh, out of commission for a, for a day. Um, did I did I miss anything important? Was there any major? Well, 
major but, announcement? Yeah, there was one major announcement. There was one big announcement. Oh, yeah that I, that that you you missed. Um, when God comes to Steve Prater and says, "What do you want on your plate for your last meal?" Yeah, he wants chicken gizzards. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. <laughs> it is. What is it with these law enforcement people? Chief now, Smith. Now frog wants, legs, I can do. Cray, Chief, fr- Chief Smith said he wanted a pile of frog legs. A hundred of them. Be my first choice, but I could do frog legs. I want a big juicy steak or a big juicy oh, lobster. Yeah. But they no Prater wants chicken gizzards. Wayne Smith wants frog legs. And I asked I asked Steve Prater if he what's what's the vegetable on the plate. He goes nothing green. Most vegetables I, are green. <laughs> those that are good for you. Yeah. And he goes, well, let me you know what a potato. A potato's a vegetable. I'll take a potato with my chicken gizzards. No, I'm not interested in that. Not at all. Ruining a good potato. My plate's going to have a nice, you know, nice steak or a lobster. I think I'm going to have some, my family calls them sparagrass. Because that's what my kids used to call them, sparagrass. I love asparagus. Love them. I love asparagus. Love them. Grilled, they're delicious. Yeah, you you, uh, saute them in butter. Oh, I do too. Broccoli. I mean, good. I'm good with that. Those are trees at my yeah. house. <laughs> Isn't it weird how? And you're going to get to this again with your new grandbaby. What your kids called a specific food when they were little, you still call them that when they're in oh, their mid. Absolutely. You know, when they're grown yes. ups. Like I'll be cooking something, and my son will go, "What are you making? Trees? Oh, good. I love trees." <laughs> now, one thing he didn't like, if we'd be at a dinner table with people eating out. And I would go, I have to go potty. He would look at me like, Mom, you don't have to call it potty anymore. Right. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so you do think, you do stupid grown-up things right. like that. And I, and I would say, I'm, I'm making sparagrass. You want some? <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me some. Sparagrass. But if I'm telling him I'm going Biscetti. to the potty. Biscetti. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Yes. Right. Bus- ha- making biscetti. Mm-hmm. My kids ate all of that. They ate all of the only one they didn't like was um, what are the little round things? God, I can't think of the name. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Yeah, they didn't How like did that no come Brussels. To mind, but they didn't like no Brussels sprout. That wasn't ugh, no didn't, and I didn't like them either. So I was fine with that. But yeah, they chicken gizzards. gizzards. God, it's like it's like liver. No, thank you. No. Don't want don't want to eat the filter. Liver and onions. And my father loved liver and onions. And so my mama would make it every now and then. But knowing the rest of us aren't gonna eat it. But isn't it interesting though how your tastes do change over the years? Yes. I uh I I don't remember particularly not liking beets. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean I I don't re- I never ate them. Right. But in later years we would go to lunch every Monday with my best friend's dad. And we, the three of us would go to Piccadilly, and I used to get those beets. Loved them. Oh, my. They don't even have them anymore. Yeah. I must have been like the last person mm-hmm. to be getting them. Right. But, I mean, it's like your your tastes change over the years. They do. Turnips. I used to love turnips. Uh, Not a fan now. Yeah. Don't know why. Just, I, you, Mama would just, we would just cut them and eat them like little snacks. And I guess once Rad- I. Just, what about radishes? 
I remember eating radishes. Love radishes. I like to put radishes now in a salad. I'll pull, I'll chop them up and put them in a salad. Yeah. Delicious. I'm almost, and I know we're almost out of time. I've been getting those little baby cucumbers, and I'm real close to trying to make pickles myself. Little gherkins? I'm trying to make some myself. Interesting. But I think there's a lot to it. And I think for four or five bucks, I can just buy a jar of them. Exactly. Instead of spending $30 on all the stuff you need. Aunt B's kerosene cucumbers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But if I do make them, I'll have to let y'all be the taste testers. I'll be happy to. I love pickles. All right. Dill, sweet, doesn't matter. Yeah. I want to try kosher. Dill, the kosher okay. dill pickles, or sweet and sour, and the bread and the bread and bread butter. butter. Those are my love favorites. Em. Love them. Expect intriguing mystery. Expect the undetectives. Start streaming today at Britbox.com. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Earlier this morning you were talking about you uh you got a scam message. And I remember uh a few weeks ago, not that long ago, my mm-hmm. brother in law who lives in Atlanta, uh I got an email from him and it was saying he had a friend of his who needed some help. And uh, if if I could help her out, he would appreciate it. Uh, wanted a gift card to such and such. Good night. And and of course, my first reaction was, well, of course, you know, what do I need mm-hmm. to do? Uh, get a gift card. And and then and then the email and then it wrote back. So I replied. Uh oh. Yeah. He did worse than me, Reuben. I replied, <laughs> and and then it said. That that would be fantastic. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you're reeling you me in. in. <laughs> reeling me in. But when you get the gift card, just send me the numbers off of it. I don't need the actual gift card. Oh. And then I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. So I texted him. And I said, dude, did you send me an email for so-and-so? He goes, God. No, oh, no, man. that's a scam. Oh, I was you like, almost got it. I was it. like, oh. dude, I was this close. Wow. God was going to help out, you know, if he needed some help. Yeah. Oh, my god. Or a friend or whatever. So I was like, wow, I'm oh, an idiot. I almost got you. But I, but I, well, it just didn't feel right. It yeah. didn't feel right from the jump, but then, then they kept going. Mm-hmm. And so then I wrote back, absolutely, it's on its way. Yeah. And, and like, delete. <laughs> I got delete. one today. Um, I need to click on this, though, Ruben, because I I, <laughs> I have a $1,900 outstanding balance with somebody. Oh, oh, wow. You better click that link and clear gotta, that gotta balance get that up. figured out. Click here now to settle this debt. <laughs> you better settle your debt. Wow, <laughs> my deadbeat? Yeah. And who knew? And the thing is, Aaron, obviously people do it. Yes. Obviously, people do it. They do. My mother got caught in it. There's a lot of people that get caught in it. You almost did it. You were close. Well, I yeah, but I was like, Reached no, 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 no. out to the real person 
do Absolutely. not send any. We've got a scam going on now where they're pretending they work at the funeral home. Right. They have researched the funeral home and gotten the names of the workers and are now calling grieving families saying, <sighs> let's get all your credit card information. Let's take care of this ahead of time so you don't have to worry about it at the funeral. And then your money is gone and you still owe for a funeral. Yeah, there, I mean, there's that's a special the scum of the place earth. in hell for those oh. th- those scum. Yeah, that is bad, bad, bad. Grieving and, family members. Yes. And you're going to steal their money. Yeah, exactly. That they were using to pay for the funeral, for crying out loud. That's low rent, man. Yeah. Woo! Don't bad. click any links. No. Don't, don't answer emails if you don't know them. Mm-mm. If you do know them and it sounds fishy, follow up. Yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> Follow up and find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, contact the funeral home yourself. Bring the credit card back. down yeah. there. Yeah.